welcome to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode three. Um, this is going to be a doozy of an episode, one where um, that you need to leave sanity at the door and move into, um, I guess, I don't know, you, you know, put your insane pants on, put your consi- conspiracy tinfoil hats on, like, just get ready to laugh. As a, I feel like you're not taking this seriously, Mathers. Li- oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, dude, you be me, and you research Hollow Moon for two weeks and read the shit I had to read and listen to the YouTube videos I had to listen are you saying to. You don't, are you saying you don't believe this? I am saying that anyone who does clearly has way too much time on their hand and was laid off from their job like three years they're ago. Just willing, they're, they're just willing to disregard a lot of real information that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. I just. I, I. I think it's interesting that. Go back to episode one. <laughs> Alex and Martha said so much hope and joy. They were just like, I want to. I want to experience all these cool theories, and now they're like, yes, crazy people. Yo, it's you're gonna find, people. as we go through this though, that there are the ones that you're like gonna leave you questioning. Yes, I've yet to see it. I've I'm telling to, you, man. I, I'm ready for it, Listen, but I've yet to see it. I am a UFO nutbag, and I love aliens and abduction scenarios and, and all that stuff. But there is, even for me, there is a line. And that line comes from, like, hollow moon theory because of how much science there is behind the moon and how much, how easy it is to look at these yeah, things. Yeah, but can you, but can you trust science? <laughs> can you trust Scientists. Everybody. Scientific theories are just things that haven't been disproven yet, man. Can you that, con- can you trust the academic consensus of everyone on the globe? <laughs> that well, that, that that's the thing. I think the 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 crux of the matter is that the more you look into this, the more it's, this and many other theories and things like that. The more you look into it, it's like, do you trust science? And if there's like a little doubt in you about science and math and like the combination of the two equaling yeah. like no the moon definitely isn't hollow then you can not believe any of that stuff well, and you can be like well this is just well, this is just the government and people trying to lie to us and here's the thing the the way that conspiracy works is that if there's one lie or one thing disproven you can say well everything else right. is equally a lie and, that, and i think that's where this stuff slips in the cracks and, and that, so once that happens what do you do well, that's that's the hinge of 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 things like Hollow Moon and Hollow Earth and all that stuff, and, and even Flat Earth, even to a lesser degree, because there's more evidence, like legitimate, whatever. Flat Earthers are dumb as hell. Anyway, um, Hollow Moon <laughs> theory, they find that hinge where it's like, well, science doesn't have a hundred percent answer, so all of these theories get crammed into that one little crack where it says science is doing what science does, and they have a theory, but because there's no a hundred percent evidence on it. Clearly, they're trying to hide the truth from us, and, and the moon is uh, 90 different things. The one thing I learned in two weeks of researching Hollow Moon Theory is, one, the moon is everything but a moon. Yeah. And two, aliens are... Is it are, a Death Star? It's just not a natural... <laughs> oh, my not, God. It's just weird. It's just like a weird... And, it's weird for it that it's there. And I listened at one point, and I, I was telling you this before we started rolling, is that I at one point I... I found myself so far into the YouTube hole, I was listening to a, a, a multi-part interview with a reptilian. And by, and by interview, I know what more. I mean is, yeah. for, one, for one reason or another, this particular person, this female reptilian, chose to try and get the truth out. And here's the best part of the interview. First, no photo, no photo or video evidence was allowed to be taken because of her. She needed her identity kept secret. However, 
She wasn't allowed to record. They weren't allowed to record her vocals. So all of it was text and all of the text was being read back to me uh, via like the, those text to to speech bots. Like a um, Stephen Hawking use. voice. Yeah, but one of the female and then the male. So oh. they go back and forth of him oh. asking uh, in text to speech and then the female text to speech. And the, the best part is, Horrifying. though, during the interview, the reptilian's like, I'm giving you this information because I want the truth out there. But in the same, like, breath, she was also like, I don't want evidence of my voice or photos or videos of me out there. So it's like, I want all of you to believe this. But at the same time, I don't really want you all to believe Well, this. her coworkers are going to eat, eat her. Right. I mean, yeah, that's how reptilians work. No, but this is this is the BS of <laughs> paranormal and and this sort of like diving deep into what's out there and the right. creepy stuff. This is the BS of it and the fact that while people can say, "Oh, well science is is crap and there's real truth and you can look at this exact same stuff and be like, "I see what you're doing as a stunt to get attention." Right. And what you're doing is BS. And so it's it's equally dumb. I just it's so frustrating that people can say, well, because this one scientist did something wrong, all science is, is bad. Right. Meanwhile, the vast vast majority of speculative paranormal activity stuff or or crazy like interdimensional whatever is all BS. Like it's all BS created by people who are just seeking attention. Yeah. And that's that's like the most likely thing. Certainly, there could be a point zero 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 one percent that are that are real, but I don't believe that you should then be like, well, I mean, most of it could be real then, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing uh, that uh, is interesting about this subject versus the other two that we've done so far, which is that like, so Amityville, right? Like everybody knows it's fake, but like there's been movies, like the the legend is known. You know what I mean? Everybody like yeah. knows the deal. The Navajo thing is like you know skinwalkers you know on the one hand like they're fringe as like a cryptid but as like a thing like there's an entire you know nation of people out there who like know this and like there's a lot of like different people saying stuff about it this is all like fringe like this is all people who are like all together sort of like misinterpreting the whole basis of like the scientific method which is like just yeah, desperate to show that the government is lying about everything. Yeah, uh, which is and, one and of that's, the one, and that's one, the problem. Is it's like a trust thing, right? It's, yeah, it's once you believe you can't trust the government a little bit. Is wrong. Yeah, everything is wrong, and at that point, you know that that can't possibly be true. Right, like the government can't be working all the time. To, like, hell, the government can't work most of <laughs> yeah. the time. So they can't be working all the time to, like, cover up some dastardly evil thing. Like, certainly, there are things the government doesn't want you to know. Anyone who thinks otherwise is a fool. Of course that's the truth. But the government literally being like, we're going to cover up the fact that the moon is hollow is insane. <laughs> like, why? I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry if, like, this is the thing you believe, but I just can't. I can't buy in. I, no, I don't be I'm that guy you, to say this is nonsense. This it, is nonsense. As a UFO enthusiast uh, and one who who really loves the idea of aliens and, and t- truly does believe that aliens are out there, where they, I don't know where they come from or any of that stuff. But the thing with the UFO enthusiasts is that we are our own worst enemy. They are they, there are so many most UFO enthusiasts out there are so willing to believe anything that shit like this, hollow moon and aliens living on it. 
it gains traction when it shouldn't because nobody's willing to do the research or like look at science and and, and like okay well this can't be real they want to believe in aliens so bad that anything that comes by their table they're like it must i mean aliens well, it must well be true. you know what though, you know what though? to be devil's advocate on that um my dad is like kind of like an armchair theorist like he mm-hmm. I, I i get the sense that he doesn't really like subscribe to it so much as he just like enjoys the journey you know but he'll do a lot of yeah. like reading and stuff like that and he found some like declassified documents uh that were They're, that were released yeah. maybe like six or seven years ago or something like that that were talking about a think tank that was brought together uh by the government to 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 with the mission of breaking the news of something like aliens like something like completely paradigm changing you know, like how to yeah. tell tell the people, well, yeah, without like us all killing ourselves or something, you know. <laughs> and the way that they said to do it, the the way the method that they determined was to like first introduce the concept as a fake thing, and so we so we kind of digest it and yeah, normalize it. Introduce it, it like this yeah, is... in in like movies and just like into culture, and then to like like drip feed the conspiracy theories until there's like a mythology around the thing. So now this, this, this is something that I've, that I've read a lot about as well. And I think that logically this is totally, if I was a secret government organization, this is totally how I would do it. Right. Yeah. But I think it plays into the more fringe elements of society in that, for example, let's say you just really don't like the gay community. Right. Then you can say, step one, they had Will and Grace on TV, and everyone accepted Will and Grace. Step two, and you can like go from that timeline of like, oh, and now they're trying to make the frogs gay. And I feel like <laughs> yeah. that it, yeah. it's, it's like it's a crazy, certainly that it, I think what this entire show and, and what everything that we're talking about proves is that you can take a concept that has the foundation of being like, oh, I can see how that'd be true, and then go to the nth degree with it and be Blow like, it out, well, because yeah. that one aspect of it might be true, this has to be true. Yeah, well, and I mean, the mountain like, of that's evidence... That's a fallacy you see all the time. The mountain of evidence of there being some sort of extraterrestrial, like, contact with Earth is much more, like, documented and convincing, though, than... Agree. Than a lot of those... Hollow Moon. Yeah, I, I don't want to say, like, the Greys... I don't know that I believe that. I don't, I don't, I don't you know, I'm not saying, that. like, the Greys, the Nords, whatever, the small whites, all that stuff. Yeah, the the, the 13 or 14 uh, races. Like, and, I'm not talking moves. about that. I'm just talking about, like, right. we have seen UFOs, I think. I don't know if they're alien craft or what they are, but I'm just saying, like, there are some accounts that are at least on the... You know, it's, like, somebody who... There's, like, instrument readings and, like, weird things like that that are anomalies, and I think that's, like the key difference here you know compared to the moon or compared to reptilians or compared to the I, I agree. frogs that are gay I, it'll be interesting because I don't. I'm still not entirely certain how I want to tackle like the first episode we end up doing on aliens and stuff or, or UFOs. Um, but there is a ton of stuff from the government that we was recently released within the past few months, yes. as well as people um, like in the Hudson River sightings. I believe it was called. Maybe I was a little off on that. Uh, of like hundreds of people who saw this UFO and tons of people recorded yeah. it. Yeah, like the Phoenix are, Lights is, or that one in Mexico. Yeah, the Phoenix yeah. Lights is another great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's there's like that'll be fun because that's more credible than something like this. But for today, just just be ready because this this shit is just it is something. Let's get in so it. So the 
yeah, we're, we're going to dive in. And uh, before we fully dive in, guys, feel free to uh, thank you, by the way. We've crossed over 65 star ratings on you on iTunes. So Yo! thank you so much uh, for that shit. That's amazing. I'm so glad you guys are really, really enjoying uh, what we do here. It's been great. And if you go to our subreddit, there's tons of people who post stories. And there's somebody who posted a story about them knowing the people or her, his parents knowing the people who live in the Amityville house right now. And they're saying that, like, the people they know say there's no paranormal activity happening in the Amityville. So Yo, I'm also... Surprised. I'm I'm a skeptic. I'm gonna put this out there. But if any of you know any sort of alien or Bigfoot or uh, lizard person that wants to have sex with me, right? I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Crossbreed. He'll Don't, be his dude, own judge. I'm just letting you know. You're putting uh, yeah. that out there, and you're gonna get abducted by the Greys just because they so they and can get I your will, DNA. I will have sex with all of them. <laughs> I just I feel like you want to fuck a beast. I'm, I'm open to the experience. Yeah, I'm open to the experience. If you know one, send them my way. I want to do the ghost. I want to do the ghost sex, like Anna Nicole. Like I want to have that experience. Fair, fair. <laughs> okay, let's sure, dive yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Let's dive into Hollow Moon. So how we're gonna go about this is <laughs> that polite segue. Like, yeah, I'm just like let's get away from that. <laughs> let's get in. So the way we're gonna do this episode is we're gonna talk first. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're going to first talk about the facts and what scientists believe the moon co- comes from and, and our theories of where the moon comes from. And then we're going to dive into the quote-unquote facts of what the moon actually is. So diving into the moon itself, it's very, very, very important to know that we do not actually, including scientists, know where or how the moon came into being. The moon is very much an anomaly uh, as far as Earth is concerned. It's much okay. bigger Okay. Let's let's really quickly again yeah. with. And I feel like this is something you mentioned last time, and I feel like this relates to everything that we'll probably talk about on this. Mm. My personal theory, and I think this is another great example, is that much like dragons or things of ages past, everything that we're talking about to me just seems like modern interpretations of what things are that we know nothing about. And so the idea that no one truly knows what's going on with the moon here, there be monsters opens it up to yeah. all the possibility that it's many different things and so it allows people to create stories and get really crazy with what it could be and i'm not saying that doing that is wrong i'm just saying don't make that like real science right right don't, right. don't do that it's cool to entertain the idea for fun but it's not something you know if you're a future science teacher to start teaching in science class sure yes um, don't do that because <laughs> you'll be fired very quickly um so things to know about the moon one like i said scientists don't actually know where the moon came from. It is uh, a very much a mystery. This is about four uh, predominant theories that we're going to cover shortly. Uh, but things to know is the moon is much bigger than what we as a planet should have. Most moons on other larger planets, uh, like Phobos, for instance, is way smaller um, for the planet that it has compared to Earth, where our moon is gigantic. It's 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 like not almost as, uh, planet small size. as it should be. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it's don't, a. But don't other planets have many moons? Many tiny moons. A lot moons. of planets have many tiny moons, so that's little smaller moons. Like think compared about Jupiter to what our moon is. in in versus Earth, and then like how big like those moons are compared to the moon. It's pretty similarly sized, which is weird. But but yeah. can't but can it then be assumed that we got one instead of many for a number of reasons? But well, like, yeah, there are it, there are theories, but it's there's not a consensus, is what I'm saying. Is what yeah, saying. there's no consensus as far as science is concerned as to where the moons come from. The moon is also like perfectly placed uh, distantly from our Earth to facilitate life. Like there there's theories out there, scientific theories from scientists that say life wouldn't have happened on Earth without our moon. 
if there was no moon, there just might not have been our, our Earth would would be spinning controls on an axis. Controls the tides, that would not... controls a yeah. lot of things. It, the, and, the... But, and this and and before we jump into it, because I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Instead of being like, well, then aliens place the moon there, and it's right. all part of a. Could it not just be simple math that there are billions and billions of planets and we're just a lucky planet? It that is and I literally was going to be the next thing I was going to say is while it's highly improbable for it to happen, the universe is more or less infinitely large to the point where mathematically as Jesse said, law of large numbers, it's bound to happen. Just because yeah, it's, we were it's just almost one of the lucky ones. Right, and just because we were one of the lucky ones, the fact that it happened it doesn't mean it was impossible. Yeah. It's just bound to possibly happen eventually and if it didn't happen to us it might have happened to a different planet that would have different life and then they would be speculating about how crazy it is and miraculous it is that they got a moon and now there's their life wise i think and i think that's the big key and i think that would be the huge societal change is that ignoring all of what we're about to talk about for a moment the idea that if one day we did meet aliens it would change society so drastically because the idea of are we alone, what is our purpose, what is our role, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. would be sort of dampened the idea that like we are now part of something much, much bigger mm-hmm. and we don't have to search for something here. We can search for it out there. Like, I truly believe that, that if there is an alien species or someone that can get to us, the idea of welcoming us into like sort of a galactic federation, federation god damn it, yeah, galactic <laughs> federation... <laughs> then I, I feel like that would be something incredible and it would change society. But it's one of those things that uh, because we have no knowledge of any of that, everything sort of relates around our little purview of life mm-hmm. and our planet. And we don't really think about stuff out there. And so we're always like, why are we so special? What about us is so right. spe- important? And the reality is it's not. We're not. Chances are we're not. Yeah, we're not that particularly special. We're very, very lucky. And there are probably other planets out there that are equally lucky. And I think if we all got together and were like, damn, we're the luckiest ever, then we would like, that would change shit, right? Like, oh, well, you're a lucky-ass planet, and you're a lucky-ass planet, and, like, we are all in this thing called life together. I feel like that would change the concept of reality. Well, unless the Vulcans are just waiting for us to invent warp drive. (laughs) Right. Well, if there is a hyper-intelligent species out there that can get to us, there's a chance of looking at us like animals because we're still way low on the totem pole as far as technology is concerned but let's let's go back to the moon um now when we, before we get to these theories there's also something important in order for a theory to be considered by the scientists and in scientific minds of our time it must first adhere to a few facts the theory must explain why the moon has a similar composition that resembles the earth's mantle why the moon has a lower density than earth and lacks an iron core just like earth has and why the moon uh why the moon a few vol- while the moon has few volatile substances like water meaning it quote unquote baked for longer than the earth did not allowing it to have those substances on its uh planetoid or, or moon uh and the abundant and it has to explain the abundance of oxygen isotopes on both the moon and earth if the theory can fit that criteria, it is generally then pursued further and put up as a possible theory as to where the moon came from. So you probably heard some of these theories. The first one is fission theory. This theory says that the moon was once part of Earth and somehow separated from Earth, usually from like the Earth spinning really, really fast that it got thrown off of the planet. Uh, this theory was thought possible since the moon's composition rem- resembles that of Earth's mantle and a rapidly spinning Earth could have cast the moon off from its outer layers. There's also a giant, I think the Pacific Basin is where popular theory says the moon came from. Like that area is Pacific where the moon got, flew off. 
Yeah, basically well, that's it, like a giant hole in in our planet. Yeah, and I think I think this is considered to be the most common theory. Uh, there's a, there's uh, another right? one that's really similar to this that is, and I, that's the one that I subscribe to as well. Yeah, okay. the one that I think scientists uh, for now is the most popular is the giant impact theory. I'm pretty sure okay. that's where scientists kind of sit now. Um, then there's the capture theory. This is the theory that the moon was formed elsewhere from another planet or an asteroid or something and was later captured by the gravitational field of Earth as it flew by for one reason or another. Uh, the moon's different chemical composition could be explained if it formed elsewhere in the solar system. However, uh, capture into the moon's present orbit is very improbable because the Earth's gravity is considered too weak to have captured uh, something flying by it at any high speed. Uh, something would have had to have slowed it down uh, it, by just the right amount at just the right time for Earth to actually have captured it. And there are theories out there that it was flying by and then the moon got hit by like an asteroid or something that actually did slow it down to the point where it was able to be caught by the Earth's gravitational field. Um, but it, it's very, again, like a lot of these, it's improbable, but not impossible. It doesn't really explain the atmosphere or the composition, though. Correct. Yeah. It, there is well, really no... But all the all the main theories going forward... Even the first one, there is still cracks in the logic of like, well, if that's the case, how come there's this happening with it sure. specifically? Like for the first one, the fission theory, though, if it got spun off Earth, it should have uh, fossilized evidence on the moon and on Earth that the moon was from Earth. But there isn't any of that. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's a little iffy, but not impossible. And uh, I think a lot of people, I don't know if this is one of the theories that you have. But a lot of people also talk about the fact that um, the asteroid belt surrounding Mars, mm -hmm. Earth, Mercury, and Venus, and the Sun, that huge asteroid belt that separates us from the rest of the solar system, uh, people always think that that was probably maybe an early planet. And yeah. that could have yep. something. Like, who knows? Who knows what like that it could have exploded yeah. and like a piece of the moon flew over? Yes. Maybe during early formation, it just wasn't yeah, stable that's the enough. the capture and theory again, though, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it kind of comes yeah. in the same area as the capture theory. Yeah. Then there's the condensation theory. This theory says that the moon and Earth condensed individually from the nebula that eventually formed the solar system, with the moon formed in orbit already around the Earth. Uh, however, this uh, if the moon formed in the vicinity of the Earth, it should have nearly the same composition significantly it uh, specifically rather it should also possess a significant iron core but it does not so you know there, there's those cracks of like well if it should it should have these properties but it doesn't but again it's not impossible because we will never really know what was going on during that how time. do we know that there's not a molten iron core to the moon what is the uh because of the scientists did some we're going to get to that with some of these weirder theories scientists did some uh, seismographic readings uh, of the moon and the moon quakes and the way it reacts to certain things doesn't make sense not if it had an iron okay, core cool. man yeah, i yeah. just realized and this oh boy i was just thinking about this about okay yeah well clearly when people were on the moon running tests I just realized if you don't believe that we were ever on the moon, then you don't. Yeah. Then of course you're not going to. Yes, boy. and that oh comes boy. and that that comes right into play with half of these theories. Is people don't believe we've actually been on the moon and it was all Ooh. a hoax. Oh, we'll get. We to gotta it. watch Room Two Thirty Seven next time we're all, <laughs> next time we're all together. Well, Pax East is coming yeah. up, Sam. Let's do it. Oh. Uh, all right, and then the last theory, the one that is generally kind of the dominating theory, at least right now, is the giant impact theory. This makes sense to uh, me. This theory, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, this theory proposes that a, plan a planetesimal, or small planet, uh, the size of Mars struck Earth just after the formation of the solar system. And I feel system. like this could be the asteroid field, right? If something yeah, this exploded, could also be... If there was... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, this, this happened just at the formation of the solar system, ejecting large volumes of heat material from the outer layers of both objects. A disk of orbiting material was then formed, and this matter eventually uh, stuck together to form the moon in orbit around the Earth. This theory can explain why the moon is made mostly of rock and how the rock was excessively heated. Boom. Furthermore, we see... Furthermore, we see evidence in many places in the solar system that such collisions were common late in the formative stage of the actual solar system. Which makes system. sense now that I think about it. Like, if you ever stir, like, yeah. a cup of uh, powdered hot chocolate or something where it, like, congeals the top for a bit, it, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah you can, like, actually watch that happen. Yeah. Yep, this theory is the most dominant right now among scientists. However, the question remains why both the Earth and the Moon don't have materials that would be found from wherever the Moon originally came from. But again... It's a there's every theory is going to have cracks because we'll never fully understand where the moon came from. But that theory also is the one kind of I ascribe to just because when the Earth was formed, as far as we know, and scientists say that the Earth was spinning uh, not on a tilted axis like we have now. And it was spinning very, very, very fast about uh, once every two hours was a full rotation uh, spin around. Um, so the fact that something came and collided with the Earth, knocked it off of its straight axis and tilted it and slowed the Earth down makes the most sense. Also, I think what's crazy to me is that people forget how genuinely old the Earth is. Yeah. And again, I think this goes back to the idea of us being so self-centered on humanity and, and like, where do we come from? And what, like, yeah. I, we're, if you ever look at that timeline, we're always that little tiny fraction at the end of the Earth's timeline. And I feel like even the question here of, um, about the elements or materials found from other maybe we just take for like we take for um uh, my brain just died we we we, <laughs> we just assume that some isotope or something it has always been on earth but how do we know it isn't from somewhere else right, right? because the earth has been here for so long how do we know that's that's actually like a lot of the thoughts i have and i'm, I'm curious if scientists because i you know wasn't able to find all the scientific papers and get through like every freaking scientific explanation there is but i am curious if that's something they, they've proposed in the past, like, hey, it's on Earth because this freaking thing smashed into Earth while it formed and gave us this particular um, Well, it has to do, it has to do with concentration, whatever. I think. You know, there's a lot more Probably. oxygen on the moon than there, I mean, on Earth than there is on the moon. And so that's why people think the way they think about it, I think. But that's yeah. also because of the different forms of life. Yeah. The things that produce oxygen on Earth versus the moon. And there's been so much time that it's, maybe it's formed ecosystems. Like, I just... Billions and, and like, billions and billions of years. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I, I, I think that for some reason, m most non-scientists, I feel like a lot of scientists can see through the BS, but I feel like most non-scientists just think about the last several thousand years and assume that, oh, well, that gives us enough information, but it doesn't. Because no. the Earth has been here for so long, and we're just a small fraction of it. Yeah. Right. I also I also read a – I forget what I read it. I, it was in, like, a science magazine. I, I forget what I where I read it at exactly. I was, like, in an airport or something one time reading it. But that it's kind of like a mix of some of the theories that kind of explain some of those inconsistencies a little better. Like, imagine we had a moon forming around our planet already at one point, and then something mm -hmm. came and, like, smacked Earth or there was a huge like explosion that like uh, like a like a uh, you know geo geological like volcanic type explosion that like blew a bunch of shit out into space or like something hit us and then like almost like how ice in like running water like naturally running water forms when like 
one single piece of dust like disrupts the water and it like forms ice around it and starts like building like yeah basically like the moon had like a little center and earth was like already pretty done and then something smacked earth threw a bunch of earth into space and a bunch of it like glommed onto the moon and now we have like a bigger moon than we should so kind of like a giant impact theory mixed with condensation exactly exactly that's i was reading something about that and and to me that's like tie a bow on it that's like a solid explanation well, the thing is, like, there's too much evidence to show that these other theories that people are throwing out there are just not correct. But Yeah, if they were not th- total falsehoods. Yeah, I was going to say, all that stuff I told you, it's a bullshit. lie. Throw it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the truth. Well, scientists have a, don't have a definite answer as to where the moon came from, then clearly they are lying to us about it. And here is some of the real truth out there. So first one I want to tackle, and one of the silliest ones, is um, I love this. I love this. <laughs> is that the moon isn't actually a moon. It's a hologram. <laughs> there is no moon up there. We don't have a moon. Not only has humanity not actually been to the moon, but the moon is a hologram being projected into the sky by a secret government alliance to disguise and hide secret hidden military space bases that oversee the Earth's actions in countries. In fact, YouTuber... Crow777, who also believes that we have not been to the moon and believes pretty much everything is a conspiracy theory, including like 9 11 and, and all that stuff. loves making jokes about old B movies in. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, he, uh, he, he's been filming. This is the greatest thing in the world. He has videos. Go watch them. He has been filming the moon for over a year and recorded what he calls, quote unquote, lunar waves, which show the moon ripple as though it is just a digital projecting a projection being projected into the sky and he actually does have a video of these lunar waves that are being projected and you can see if you go look for them um you can see the moon do a weird like digital ripple and it's very interesting do you buy it not even a little bit because it could be just his camera a functioning his uh yeah. <laughs> his, Wait, um, yeah, I, mean, I mean hold on hold on again <laughs> again this goes back to the egocentric worldview of man. This, like, okay, sure. Imagine the moon is a hologram. Yeah. Then in recorded history, every mention of the moon, there's been a hologram? <laughs> it doesn't, it's nonsense. It well, doesn't okay. Sense. You got to also keep in mind, recorded history only started talking about the moon a few thousand years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, the moon kind of showed the up, presses, dude. Who even controls that shit? Who could because right, before, right. before they maybe Shakespeare before they start talking about the moon, the moon. Oh, you're so full of shit. Before they start talking about the moon, <laughs> it was a giant sky egg. Right. It literally, it does like. But the moon was already it, the lunar cycles were already there. They literally yes. there are religions based off Mother Moon. It's insane to it's say all that falsified plants, information. Dude, no, the plants, government is feeding plants. it to us to confuse us. How, are you saying that every every government around the world has gotten together and been like, the one thing we're really going to screw with people on is we're going to make up a moon. The alien and base. really because we have a secret base. There's, yep. it, it's nonsense. That's yep. nonsense. Out of all the theories, this is the most insane. That's why and I, I want to say. Right front. No, no. Incorrect. This is not the most insane. There no is a way. theory I'm going to talk about later that I actually forgot to put on the outline, but don't worry. This is not this the is most insane. That's the most exciting it part. Is insane. It's not on the outline because now I'm ready to just yeah. get surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> um, 
He All claims right. that the digital waves he recorded are, are, are glitches in the hologram, a, a mistake. Moreover, he also says that he himself has been contacted by multiple individuals who nope, are privy. He hasn't. No, no. Privy nope. to the truth he and have told him that he is, in fact, correct about his nope. theory. He, However, he hasn't. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It however, didn't happen. <laughs> let me. <laughs> however, there are records and such predating any sort of holographic technology saying that the moon is there. These these po these folks have, however, claimed that these records are falsified and that they're not real. true. This is the real fake news. This he, shit is not real. I wouldn't call this it news. better. I, I don't know that his, uh, <laughs> his his setup. It's it's amazing. His setup to record the moon because he records it every night is a digital camera, more or less duct taped to a telescope. It is amazing. Like he's looking through the telescope with the camera. No, he's looking at the camera that's looking through the telescope. Oh, he the uses telescope. the telescope to, uh, yeah, to, to record yeah, the moon. It. It's amazing. It's, it's an incredible, it's incredible setup. I love how he says he's been contacted by people who are privy to the truth and not just people who are trolling the shit out of him because they saw his videos. Oh, yeah. I'm about to be contacted by a lot of people who tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, of course. Not, but I'm not going to make a vlog like, guys, I was mistaken. What's, yeah, under, the, what's under the hologram? Let me know. Nothing. According to this theory, but there's another hologram theory that uh, is, is we're going to talk about here is that the moon actually does exist, but there's a hologram being projected over the actual moon. And this hologram is hiding anything from Russian space bases to other government secrets to straight up alien structures on the moon itself that the government knows about and wishes to keep hidden so people do not panic on Earth. I, I feel like people don't understand how holograms work. Yeah. <laughs> they, no, they saw, listen, they saw Star Trek, Star Trek and Star Wars. <laughs> Where I feel like people don't understand how holograms, holograms, that's not how holograms work. <laughs> it's just, it's not like... Holographic technology. That's not how that works. That's not how this works. I don't know. Like, well, I feel like that woman. I feel like that woman in that Geico commercial. It's like that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's, that's where I'm at right now. That's but answer, not but answer how me it this, works. Answer me this, then, Jesse. How did Tupac play Coachella? <laughs> you got me. You got me. You to got, be fair, and right. I'm not saying you're crazy, but to be fair. Technology that government has is typically five to ten years before the consumers have it. Like there was, there's evidence, there's like records of touchscreen technology existing well before iPhone was ever in even like a murmur in the public. So like, there is technology that the government probably has, whether it's holographic technology well, that's, or yeah, not. That's is not really is, paradigm shifting the way that like being able to create fake solid structures is. Right. Yeah. No, no. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there, but. Hologram theory is just, it's the easiest one to laugh at because it's the easiest one that, to, like, say you can't prove I'm wrong. Cleopatra invented holograms. Cleopatra, she did yeah. it. She, she invented holograms thousands of years ago. That's my new, that's no, my new like, thing. I, I, I'm down to talk about, speaking of Egypt, I'm down to talk about, like, Egyptian light bulbs. Those things are awesome looking and possibly real. That, I almost believe it. Cleo, the Cle <laughs> Cleopatra hologram theory? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Cleopatra was a hologram. She was a reptilian, but her hologram projection over her was human. It masked her, yeah, masked her scaly skin and forked tongue. Egypt yeah. is is also entangled in crazy UFO theories. I'm sure you all. But, know. but that stuff's cool. Like I, yeah, it's even wild. though I don't believe most of it, I think it's fascinating and super. And you know cool. what? Before yeah, before just, anybody like comes at us and like shits on us for like ridiculing people who believe these things, like come at me with some like evidence. I'm open to right. anything. You know what I mean? 
And the fucking lunar wave video is not evidence. That's evidence of your camera being duct taped to a telescope and like having a minor glitch. Hold in it or something, something up next to the moon that's in the foreground that doesn't ripple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then I'll then I'll yeah. then I'll start to then I'll start to listen a little bit more. Ugh, it's good stuff, but that's the easiest one to be like. That's hilarious, but that's incorrect. Then we start getting into stuff that certain scientists proposed maybe in the 60s and 70s. Uh, and that is that the, the moon is actually a spaceship of some sort. Uh, if the moon hadn't been precisely where it is, it's possible that no life on Earth would have ever existed. Perhaps the moon was placed there on purpose. By God. In 1970, in 1970 Michael Vassin and Alexander Sherbakov of what was then the Soviet Academy of Sciences advanced a hypothesis that the moon is a spaceship created by unknown beings. The article was entitled is the moon the creation of alien intelligence? And it was published in Sputnik, which was the Soviet equivalent of Reader's Digest at the time. It was just called Sputnik? Yep, it was just called Sputnik. All right. Their hypothesis relies heavily on the suggestion that large lunar craters, generally assumed to be formed by meteor impact, are generally too shallow and have flat or even convex bottoms. They hypothesize that small meteors are making a cup-shaped depression in the rocky surface of the moon, while larger meteors are drilling through a rocky layer and hitting an armored hull underneath. Whoa. The authors reference earlier speculation by astrophysicist Iosif Shlklovsky. I just apologize for butchering like, any it's Russian like Yosef. name. Yosef. Yosef. Yosef Shklovsky. Yeah, the last name you, I got. You get, that's you're on your yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Who suggested that the Martian moon Phobos was an artificial satellite and hollow, and perhaps even a precursor to what eventually would be the actual moon for Earth. Uh, this has since been shown to not be the case, of <laughs> yeah. course. Uh, um, skeptical author Jason Colavito uh, points out that all of their evidence is circumstantial, and then in the 1960s, the atheistic Soviet Union promoted the ancient astronaut concept in an attempt to undermine the West's faith in religion. Like a calculated one? Yeah, basically, like, this might have been a big thing that they were pushing to... Destabilize the a West collusion? in some a collusion going on. Collu little, a little collusion between the Russians. Wait, whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa! Russia trying to destabilize the West. I know. Even guys, in the sixties and seventies, like let's. That's not a go little crazy. conspiracy theory, though. I mean, come on, guys, come on. <laughs> a little crazy. A little insane. However, wait, uh, time so out, time out, time out. Speaking <laughs> of which, how come this shit can be real, but Russia colluding <laughs> with the government <laughs> cannot be real? Fake news. Yeah. Cannot be fake news. I literally can't. Sometimes I just want to just punch the air. I just want to <laughs> punch the air with rage. You can do it. Listen, man, do it. We can pick and choose our conspiracy theories. If you believe in one, you got to believe in them all. That's fact. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Fake news. Government. Why would they meddle in our government when they could be meddling with aliens instead? That's how I feel. I would meddle with the fuck out of aliens. So, to further this, this hypothesis, however, because obviously people still believe that this is true, um, between 1972 and 1977, seismo uh, seismometers, I guess is what you call them, installed on the moon by the Apollo missions recorded moonquakes, and the moon was described as ringing like a bell during some of those earth uh, moonquakes, specifically the shallow ones. 
This phrase was brought to popular attention in March of 1970 in an article in Popular Science. When Apollo 12 deliberately crashed uh, the ascent stage of its lunar module onto the moon's surface, it was claimed that the moon rang like a bell for over an hour, leading to what arguments that it must fuck? be hollow like a bell. Aren't there audio, no, I aren't think there audio recordings I... of Apollo 12? There must be out there. I was too busy listening to Reptilian I want to hear this fucking so. moon ring. Right. I would, yeah, I would love to, like, that stuff's fascinating. I'd love to know what it sounded like, and then I'd love to know what the theories are. I think that's interesting. Like, that alone would be a great episode, right? Yeah, I, Just I agree. digging into that would be fascinating, because while most of this, I think, is BS, this is a thing that happened, and so we can listen to it and try to figure out what it means. It's like the Taos, it it's like the, the Taos hum or something, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. like it did like it ringing like a bell did happen like that is something that does happen when it gets smacked and that's where a lot of this whole like the moon is a spaceship that's fucking or, or weird some sort that's of thing. weird as hell uh, yes that's fascinating that I think that deserves further study because that's an interesting thing that it we have evidence of something it isn't just like crackpot theories we have evidence of a yeah. thing and I think that's interesting. So the, they actually did do a little bit further study when that happened, and lunar seismology exper uh, experiments since then have shown that the lunar body has shallow moon quakes that act differently from quakes here on Earth due to differences in texture, type, and density of the planetary strata, uh, but there is no evidence of any large empty space inside the body, generally saying, like, the reason it's ringing like a bell is because the moon is made up of way different stuff than the Earth, and the core of it is not iron like ours is so it's going to act differently and the quakes are, are generally created by uh the tides on earth uh and the gravity difference between earth and the moon uh these these moon quakes are not caused by tectonic plate shiftments like right, they would be but, there are no oh plates. god is i'm sorry idea? What was no it? plates on the moon is that what's up i think there are but i don't think they are they act like they do on earth like it's just right, there's no core composition right and i and now i'm gonna get like fringy here then why use the phrase rang like a bell? Because bells don't, like, bells sound the way they sound because of uh, the fact that there's, like, a bong, there's, like, nothing in it, and there's well, a little ball that, like, so. It can be, it can, it so, can do with their molecular, like, like, like a, like a tuning fork, for example. Like, if you smack that thing, it's not hollow, it's just, like, the shape of it makes it go, like, yaw! But the reason why it's heard is because there's enough room for the sound vibrations. Right. Like, if, 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 if. The moon was a solid mound of mantle dirt or mantle ore. It wouldn't. It would. You'd hear like a a noise, but it wouldn't be a bell noise. I see that. That's I think I want to hear the fucking. And I'd love to figure out. Yeah, Ringing I'd love for to figure an out hour. What that was crazy. About. Like an hour. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Said over yeah. an hour. And that's because um, there'd be a muffle. Right. It'd be muffled if it was a solid. Object depends on how loud right? it is and why it was ringing. It could be a million different things. Like there's these rocks, and that, then like, space. Sing. There's no sound in space. So like, I look. I was it sound waves. I literally well, don't. The know. moon. The I moon has. The moon has an atmosphere. The moon has an atmosphere. So sound could travel. Um, yeah. But like, the thing that's the thing that's crazy to me is like, there's nothing that makes a sound like that. Like. That's that's natural, like except for these like rocks that are somewhere in America, I think, where if you like hit them, they like they like make a weird like long sound. And now this is fascinating. This if there were YouTube videos of someone going into de depth on this, which I'm sure there are now I have to find them. This I think is fascinating. Well, I, I, it's I, much more. 
interesting and I want to say credible to have a crazy theory about this stuff than it is to be like, it's a hologram. Right. Well, this, I, I think, is fascinating. But, I, I mean, like, to go further that, you know, it's not necessarily on the outline I give you, but I, I have it here, is basically what the scientists say is that there's four different types of moonquakes on, on the moon, and they're generally caused by, um, you know, uh, solar, the, the sun, the sun causing moonquakes, tides on Earth causing moonquakes, impacting meteors, and the fourth kind is a shallow moonquake occurring roughly a couple of tens of miles below the actual surface, which is the one that causes it to ring like a bell. And what they say is the reason it rings, it all comes down to water. Uh, on Earth, when there's an earthquake, generally, like, the water and, and, the, and the surface deaden the vibrations very, very quickly on Earth, so we don't really hear anything. Um, as energy from an earthquake moves through our planet, that damp material acts like a sponge, absorbing the energy of the waves and ultimately deadening their effects. The watermelon. But the moon is dry. Yeah. Right. But the moon is dry, cool, and rigid, more like a solid rock than a sponge. So even if a moonquake is less intense, there's nothing to deaden those vibrations around the moon itself. Mm, they just okay. go back and forth through the body until the solid stone eventually stops them. The, the ringing bell is the shock waves reverberating through that stone. It still seems just super jarring to me that it's like... That's, that's the NASA explanation as to why it rings like a bell. That just, that is just, it, I just, that is so shot. Like, I look at the moon and I'm thinking, like, if you smack it, it just goes like, Gum. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, it's cool. But, I mean, like, they do have, like, what they believe is the reason it rings like a bell. Um, so, that's, uh, you know, that's it. But, I mean, we could go, again, that's another thing you could just dive into, I'm sure, for hours and hours and hours. But that's, I like, gotta a quick, that. two, that's, that. like, a two-paragraph NASA explanation as to why it rings like a bell. Uh, do you believe that, Jesse, or do you still think there's more to it? I mean, do I believe that it's hollow? No, no, no. Do you believe it's like a bell? It, no, the re reason it rings like a bell is because there's no, it doesn't have anything sponge-like material to stop the vibrations from happening. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I think that information is something I would love to learn more about. I'm not mm -hmm. sure what it means. I'm, I would never dare be like, ah, this is what yeah, it all there's means. There's just so few but solid objects on Earth that have that property that it's hard for me to swallow. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so because of our experience on Earth being like, well, if it makes that noise or has that reverberation, it's because it's hollow and there's enough room for the sound waves to bounce back and forth. And I think that following that path is super interesting. But I don't know that it means there's aliens. I feel like there's the one step forward that people keep taking that, ah, yes, there must be something even more sinister. If they, if you came to me and said the hollow, Earth the or the hollow moon theory is that the moon is hollow and that's why it makes these sounds, and that's why this... But that was it. It just was a hollow object. Then I'd be like, okay, I might be able to believe that. Mm -hmm. But because everyone then takes it to the next step of like, well, then inside is where the right. greys live. And they've been <laughs> monitoring us, and it's like, oof, I don't... Okay, no, I'm out. So is there any, is so, there any speculation about the actual nature of this spaceship? Yes, there are so many. We'll get to those right now. Um, so one of the theories is that the moon is actually a generational spaceship. Like Titan AE? So, yeah, like Titan AE, like a spaceship that's sent out to explore the stars or maybe even sent to Earth specifically. But those who are on the spaceship when it launched are not those who are going to see its final destination. It's their generation and after generation of their children and stuff. Like an arc. And that, that lives inside it. That it will, yeah, like an arc that is going to see uh, the things. And the reason the moon is so big 
in uh, as for a spaceship is because they need to pack it with things, right? They need to pack it with food and things to live and all this other stuff, uh, as well as thousands of aliens sent out by that planet as a quote-unquote moving colony filled with hyper-intelligent alien species. This moving colony was sent out to ex either explore the stars or find a new planet. Um, and some of that... The reason so why wait, are we supposed to be the descendants of this moving colony? Well, there's two theories. There is well, there's more than two theories, but there, to, you can boil it down to two theories. One, the moon is a generational spaceship or a spaceship filled with aliens, not necessarily generational, that was here to seed life on Earth, and that we may be descendants of that particular uh, alien Prometheus species. theory. Who, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Or that's, that's they, neat. I don't believe it, but that's neat. I think there's that's also. Cool. There's also theories, though, that, like, aliens came by and scooped up monkeys and then ran away for a few years and then came back with what would eventually be cavemen. And, like, they hype, like they hyper-advanced evolution for us by, like, a good chunk and then put cavemen back on Earth. And very, like, that reminds me of Spore <laughs> in a lot yeah, of ways. it really well, is, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think because we have no... Everyone keeps looking for the missing link, right? Yeah, the quote-unquote missing link, yeah. Yeah, and because there is no such thing, I think... Up until the point we discover something, anything's game. I right. think it's I think it's neat being like, and then aliens came along, and you know what? We're going to mess with this planet. That's a fascinating story, but I think everything's a story, and everything's a theory now, because there's no evidence of what the transition was. It just sort of happened, and yep. I guess we could say over millions of years, these apes became men, but no one knows the process of which how that happened. It's just such a big thing and to so speculate about without any sort of, like, justification. Evidence? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, hey, this it's, clearly, yeah. But I think it it adds to the to the many, many, many theories out there. Sure. I don't I don't believe right. it, but I think until we have evidence that says this is exactly what happened, everything is game on this. I like the idea of just being like, yeah, we're kind of like space children. I think that's neat. It. I don't believe it, but I think it's neat. It's a fun. Yeah. Uh, Sci-fi. There, there's yeah. there's like. <laughs> going down that particular hole just for a second like that's in a lot of the interview with the reptilian that I listened to just which is 99.9% uh, .9 bullshit in the first place uh, the reptilian says that the, there are aliens that while they were already a civilized species here on earth that's when another alien race came down you know kidnapped a bunch of monkeys came back many years later gave cavemen and we were cavemen worshipped the reptilians for a long time as gods until eventually um, the reptilians had a fight with that particular alien race that came in and fast forwarded our evolution. And then that particular alien species has been missing for thousands of years but ever since that particular fight. The, mo the more I think about all this, the more I'm like, okay, this goes back to the human centric view yes, of, of life, right? Yep. Like a aliens lot of it came and made us because we're special. We're like the one aliens ring of made us. species. Yeah. yeah right. like, or, or the people who are like, well, earth is sort of an intergalactic zoo. And it's yep, like, okay, one. but that just makes us, everything about us needs to make us special. And I think the idea that most people can't accept that either one, we're a crazy fluke in the universe, or two, there's other worlds like ours, and it's not that special in the grand scheme of things. I think people refuse to think that because then it makes our existence, like, pointless, and that scares yeah. people. I think that frightens people to death. And so, like, well, we have to be important for some reason, because, again, it goes back to, why are we here? And I think the idea of aliens did this it's fascinating and it's interesting to think about but how li like how likely is that just how likely is this? as likely as anything it's else man you just gotta oh, open shit, your mind well, to like, possibilities oh, even man. even if even if i i agreed with the idea that 
life was seeded on Earth by an alien race. I still think you would be insane to think that the aliens only seeded Earth and that right. they didn't seed other planets right. and that Absolutely. we are just an experiment of theirs or something. We're not special in that we're just like, they figured out the technology Also, to- why wouldn't they come back? If we're an experiment, you check in on experiments. Well, that's that's where the abduction scenarios come in, they right? They take us. But why would you like, why would you only butt? abduct people on back roads? If you are an alien, if you are literally like if you are a scientist and you're an, conducting an experiment, you don't like sneak up on parts of the experiment like I'm only gonna mess with this one little part. Oh, Prime directive. Like you're judging uh, 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 all of it. Directive. No, 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 no. See, there's a reason because Prime the aliens... directive. Get out of reality. No. Ah! <laughs> No, no, no. There's a reason, man. They're, they're, if you will get there one day, dude, and I'm going to fucking love those episodes. Um, but the reason is the aliens have a pact with the governments of the world where they give technology to humanity. No. And in turn, no. they must, they, they're allowed to abduct X number of humans That doesn't per make year. any sense. The governments <laughs> of the world are fluctuate so much. There's no way that you can tell no, no, me. No, no, man, no, no, no. It's not those. Black. It's, it's uh. the majestic. Oh, dude, my God. Oh, wait, are you talking about the Illuminati? The, the Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're sometimes called the Illuminati. They're called the Majestic, maybe the Majestic 12, the I New World even, Order. I can't even. I, the men in black. Listen, there is actual <laughs> evidence out there that we're going to talk about declassified government oh, documents that do talk about God. different secret government branches that deal with things that are not known to us. That exists. And I'm, I'm that exists, man. I'm telling you right now. There are secret government branches out there that exist, and we have the documents to prove they exist. Do we have the documents to prove they talk to aliens? No. Not yet, but <laughs> maybe one day. Um, but, like, there are documents of the Majestic 12 all right, that exist. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. One yep. day. Um, yep. Anyway, back to the moon. Um, the moon could also just be an observatory set up by aliens to watch over, watch us and, and kind of watch how we act The Disneyland, like um, the, that's, like, the like where the guests show up at the Wild Animal Park. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also the idea that on the moon itself, there are actually alien structures on the far side of the moon that can't be seen. Uh, that's maybe where Grays and Can we actually a- look at the far side of the moon? No. I have no... No, the, no, the moon doesn't, so, the moon doesn't turn. Yeah, it doesn't rotate. Yeah, so you... Right, right. You can't really see it. But we don't know we what's no, on the other side. We couldn't put a satellite... There's no light. Like, you can't why. see it. Like, there's no light. Like, it's, it's... I, there are, there are scans of it that have been made, but... The, the accuracy that we can do it without, like, putting something there and, like, mapping it or, like, shining a big-ass light on it, it's, like, pretty tough. We can maybe yeah. do, like, a topographical thing from, like, a distance, but it's just a – it's a totally different zone of the moon. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's where that comes from. And to add credence to the idea that there might be aliens on the moon's surface, not necessarily in the moon, but on the moon's surface, is actually Neil Armstrong. Uh, He came out after retiring saying that he believed, and this is all on record, you can go listen to him say it and all kinds of stuff. Uh, He believes that while he was on the moon, they were being tracked by moving lights and believes in alien contact, just like Buzz Aldrin There are so Uh, many fucking astronauts that are like, yeah, they're aliens. It's crazy. Yeah, uh... Neil, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Edgar Mitchell uh, all say that they believe that they were being tracked, that there was aliens just around the corner. Um, Neil Armstrong was afraid to bring it up because he, fe- he was afraid he'd be, like, yelled at or told he's insane. Um, but has said that they believed the whole time they were being there, they were being watched and tracked and Can came I... out without after he retired. Two things. I'm just going to put this out there. One, yeah. the least likely of the two. One, I feel like um, if... You think at, I don't know, Star Trek First Contact, for example, where it's like, once you do something major, a major step, 
then maybe an alien species would be like, oh, this is interesting. That's one. I don't necessarily believe that. Two, the one I, I'm more likely to believe, and I feel like this is something all humans can relate to, if you're ever alone, if you're ever in the dark, oh, yeah. if you're ever in a space that you think is it's unnatural and you were worried, you start to think things are happening around you oh. because you're getting all worked up. And I feel like if you're on the moon pretty, in a space suit, and that's all yeah. that is... Yeah, you would literally be so stressed that you might see the most isolated people ever yeah yeah just to to feed into that second point like i spent many many late nights this week reading about aliens and watching videos about aliens and the amount of times i swear i saw something out my window at like three in the morning just to turn and see nothing there uh were countless and the amount of alien abduction dreams i had this I, i had this week are higher than i've ever had um, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like I was alone in the dark watching and reading about aliens and I like would start swear to God, I'd see something on my window, but there was literally, uh, Yo, but there. counterpoint to yeah, that I- though, like Houston to spaceship communications of people being like, uh, yeah, the, uh, identified craft is outside of our window. Uh, we're tracking it, uh, on our radar, <laughs> X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. Like what yeah. the fuck is that though? Well, those exist. Yes. Those exist as well. Um, what was your first point, Jesse? Because it was something I wanted oh, to say. Oh, oh no, it was, it, was, it was the exact opposite. It was the, it was the whole oh, thing the of mi- like, okay. well, if we hit a milestone and there are aliens out there, of course they're going to show up and be like, oh, they're walking well, on the moon now. You, you actually saying that actually reminded me that there is like, if you look at alien abduction scenarios, while they do exist before the 50s and the 40s, they're a lot more rare. They start to pick up shortly after we learn how to split the atom. And like but they start to pick things. up shortly after we start popularizing the idea of UFOs. Very true. Yes, also very true. Uh, but the theory is a theory that aliens started showing up more once we as a species learned to split the atom and cause basically nuclear des- destruction, uh, harness the power of the atom here on Earth. That's when aliens started showing up and taking a little bit more interest Or in like us. time And again, that's when, but that's when pop culture started taking interest in aliens. Too. Yep. And so the yep. minute it became popular, people were like, I saw an alien. And I think that's just something that continuously happens every time there's a like when bigfoot became a big thing suddenly everyone's seeing bigfoot when there was chupacabras suddenly everyone sees and it's the idea that people just want to get caught up and be involved in the moment and the same thing happens when you look at something like twitter for example 99 percent of what happens on twitter is bs but everyone emulates it because they want to be popular and so they fake their reality right like those people who pretend to be that they were at shit like that yes absolutely yeah there's a ton of people going into UFO like research. There's a ton of UFO scientists or researchers or whatever you want to call them that that say they are were scientists or where they were in the military, and then when you like look into their background, they just lie about all of yeah. it. Yeah. So and that that muddies that muddies up the waters quite a bit um, for for people like me who are like interested in this stuff. It's a um, hard thing to seriously uh, the, research. Yeah, it takes a a lot, and maybe one day if this is ever like a, a really popular podcast, we can bring on like a, a researcher that can help us take care of that stuff. I don't sweet? know. We got sixty-five um, stars now, so we're basically. Oh shit! We're at sixty-five. No, you now? said. Well, you said we're at sixty. A little over yeah. sixty. A little 65 over sixty-five star yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're that's getting a there. Good time now for two episodes, though. Two episodes. I'm proud of that. Serial, here we come. Um, two dope queens. We're coming for you. Get ready. <laughs> uh, and the last, just uh, the last astronaut was Edgar Mitchell from Apollo 14. He walked on the moon. Uh, has come out and said he believes there are actually alien structures on the far, far side of the moon. He is quoted in saying. Uh, there are lights, they're watching us, they're right around the corner, and they are here. 
the moon is being used by aliens to observe us and all that stuff that we've already talked about. And the thing with the uh, crazy UFO people, like not necessarily like me, but other people who are into the field, they love, they fucking adore. And if you read any article, they adore pointing to these people and being like, well, they're as astronauts and they're credible. So it must be true. And uh, that's kind of like a lot of the the base of, well, of people's uh, beliefs here, which I can uh, I can agree and understand. Absolutely. Oh no! Like if I was gonna point to anyone, and be like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. I would point to astronauts and be like they're hyper intelligent. They have They've done things there. that we've never done. They've been, like yeah. Of course, I'd point to them. But at the same time, this goes back to the the they're still human and they still yes. can make post, mistakes. And so post career like testimony has a lot less weight to me than f- like primary sources though. Absolutely. There's a bunch of ex-CIA people who have come out and been like, oh, yeah, we're hiding aliens from you people. Like, that's actually happened, too. But, again, they're post- But, but, how, yeah, but yeah. how do we know? And like, this goes to, to yeah, we can't. human being. How do we know that they left their CIA job and years have passed and are like, man, I need to pay the bills. And they <laughs> yeah, see people yeah. who are desperate for this, like, please tell us anything. And then you can be like, oh, yeah, no, I'd love to get money from idiots and then you literally just go to them and, and make up lies and people do that it's it's crazy to me that people assume like i'm one of the i truly believe in trusting people and being very trust like trusting of others but even i have to admit that at the core of most people lying comes easily and oh, yeah. so especially if it involves money and oh, so i feel 100%. like and a man desperate for money will do a lot Absolutely, absolutely. That's why people are killed in bank robberies and stuff, and like Seven yeah. Eleven, because they're like, "Look, I need this money, and I can't have you get me arrested, so I'm gonna shoot you." And and it's cold, but that's how it works. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not saying to, to you know, again, and to counterpoint that, and devil's advocate, don't throw everything out the window just because you think they're all desperate for money. Because I don't think Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were like looking for cash in their late oh absolutely you know, oh absolutely and i think yeah, it just makes that it exponentially the whole idea. harder to get a real documentation of it yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. i think this goes back to the whole idea of the show and the whole idea of paranormal anything the studies of it is that if there's 0.001 percent truth in it then that changes reality yeah. right it's more of a study of and ourselves so that's why right? people are so <clears throat> Like, yeah, that's why people are so involved and people want to... to they want to know. No, because yeah. if it is true, if even a fraction of it is true, then it's life-changing. But the problem is, is that because people are so invested in finding that small fraction, it allows people, hucksters and scammers, to come in and be like, yeah, 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 I totally saw that. Give me your money. I wrote a book. And that's, yeah. that's wrong. And there's but so it many of those people out there. There's yeah. so many of those people who just want to cash in. Um, and why it makes researching the kind of the alien stuff... Uh, very, very, very difficult. And it makes it easier to laugh at people who have discovered something because then we can be like, yep. that's nothing. And I yeah, think, exactly. you know, it goes back to the beginning of the show when Alex was like, don't think we're making fun of people. It's just that there's legitimate ways to investigate yeah. things. Yep. And when you see it not happen, you're like, stop. Oh my God, stop. Let's get to the real stuff. Things that are fascinating. Like later on when we got to the ringing bell, that's interesting stuff. Yeah. Yes, a, a hologram moon stuff. is BS, but a ringing bell moon? The thing, yeah, the, How do they know? The like, thing that's stopping me from believing this shit isn't my, like, higher sense of morality. It's not like I'm just like, no, hippies are crazy. That can't be right. Like, it's just like, give me something convincing that I can read about and look into and is documented, and I will, I will go there. I'm open to being convinced of fucking anything. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. And like that goes to the whole like 
my 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 personal belief of like I want to believe and I'm happy to believe if there's enough evidence to convince me that there's something there but there's so much disinformation and lies and all kinds of stuff out there that it makes it very hard to find something substantial but when something like Project Black Book gets revealed like a month or two ago by the government that's where I look and go okay there might be something there's something to it at the very least explore yeah exactly so the last theory we're going to get to and this is the funniest one and get ready to, to just question everything the moon wasn't built by aliens it's not a hologram what the moon actually is is a human built object by humans who were sent back in time to create this gigantic moon to facilitate life on earth time is a flat circle man and we have to go back and the time is coming up what we we have to go back in time and send people back in time to build the moon so that evolution can happen and life can take place here. On so this Earth. is like one what? of those, like, There's, it was always here, is, but we also had to create it. Terminator 2. Yes. It's like situations. Yes. Exactly. And there's a wonderful website that. Uh, how that, we, that how would about. we create it? Well, we would send back all of our best engineers, like, back into our the best early, engineers. We've been studying to, it for to, we've been studying it for thousands of years. We know what's on it. We know what we must build. If you listen, wait, wait, no, but go, I'm talking about time. Yeah, time wise, that would be a generational ship. You'd have to send back engineers who then their kids would keep building the moon. The moon is huge. Depends on how far how ahead would we in the future. Build the moon depends on how far ahead in the future right. we, we decide to build it. Non, non. Maybe we can 3D print well, it. Listen, you're. You're wrong. You're wrong, Jesse. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. First, there's a website that you need to go and, and, and enjoy for those who are curious about this insanity. It's called whobuiltthemoon.com. Good question. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great question. He, he posits, this particular gentleman and, and those he talks about, that the moon was not alien. It was not a hologram. It is human built. And they ask the question, well, how do we know? How do we know it is human built? It's all in the numbers, man. It's mathematically there. We humans put hidden messages throughout the moon's like math and how far it is away from the earth to tell us subtly that humans built the moon so that humans in the future figure it out, realize we have to send back people to build the moon and do so. What are these numbers, man? You might be asking yourself, how is that possible? This is like a Nicolas Cage movie now. Well, there are messages in the moon, my dude. The moon is a sculpture of sorts, my but it is soul. also a very... Soul. Oh, you're... See, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. The first message that is, in, is put into this moon is the eclipse, the eclipses. Solar eclipses happen when the shadow of the moon covers the surface of the sun. Total solar eclipses are very impressive, and for one important reason. When seen from the Earth, the disk of the moon is exactly the same size of that of the sun. This isn't the case, uh, this isn't the case, but it is a line of sight effect. In reality, the sun is obviously much more massive than the moon, but is very much further away. Solar eclipses are a near miracle, and they don't happen anywhere else in the solar system. The only reason they can occur is because of two factors. The moon is one four hundredth part of the size of the sun, and the moon is capable of standing at a position one four hundredth part of the distance between the earth and the sun. How unlikely is that? If any message incorporated into the moon was specifically designed to say, look at me more closely, it is the solar eclipses. It is mathematically near impossible that it would happen and be so perfectly sized and perfectly distanced between the earth and the sun that humans did it. 
and it is our method. Is it act? Is that accurate math? Uh, I believe that is actually accurate math. That solar it, eclipses and all that stuff uh, is that is super duper 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 rare, and it requires a perfect distancing um, of of the moon from the sun. It's rare for our solar system, right? But it's not but rare we don't for know our anything galaxy. About, out it's there. not we rare for our universe. It's not. It could be. <laughs> this is this goes back to the beginning of this nonsense of like, don't you see how important we are? And it's it, and we must have done this because we're so damn smart that. The science and math of the universe itself couldn't have done this. It's it's like that I gotta say nonsense. I gotta say that fact taken out of any sort of context is pretty good. Who built the moon dot com? <laughs> but put in context of you know the universe. Well, well I don't know. Yeah, you know, maybe not I don't know the exact right. Is it is first of all is the moon exactly the same size as the sun during an eclipse? Well, it perfectly it covers. Well, but it, I mean, yeah. anything bigger would cover it. But that's uh, right. But it, it's like a perfect silhouette. It's like it's a perfectly covers the moon, not any bigger that, or any smaller. It is exactly where it needs that's, to be. I would but, say that's significant. That's right, significant. But, but I go go back to what we said at the beginning. Just because it happens to us doesn't mean that it can't happen. I'm elsewhere. just saying, like I don't like, know what I, I'm improbable. just saying. I don't know what principle of physics would would govern that phenomena. Is all I'm saying. That's pretty like. Also, also. There, I mean, this is the nonsense of, yes, it an eclipse can totally cover the sun, but only in certain areas at certain times. There are partial right. eclipses. There, like Total eclipses aren't a thing that happens everywhere, everywhere all the time. And then eclipses only happen so often. So right. to say that we mathematically, if, if, it was, if that was the case. Mathematically where he lives. Yeah, like this, it's nonsense. <laughs> well, we're probably if, not if, looking if they, at all of the messages yet, right? That's so maybe nonsense. there's more. The, but there, there there is a second plus, message. Plus there I mean like to say that don't you understand it's cuz it perfectly covers the sun. That's not true. There are partial eclipses, annular eclipses and then total eclipses. And total eclipses very they only happen in a very specific line of the thing like it's nonsense. Right. I I hate bullshit math. I hate it. <laughs> and it is bullshit math because like you said total eclipses don't happen everywhere on earth. But if there's it's a temple, not, it's not possible. A temple to the moon. That is the <laughs> proper reading point. Maybe there's a point on Earth if we follow the ley lines. Are you saying we're? Were you saying we're gonna Indiana Jones this thing and stick a staff to the was, ground? That's what I was thinking exactly. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. If that happens, I'm. That actually if there the is, if there's the a mummy staff from the '90s, not Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Oh God! All right. Well, here's the second message for you boys. The second message we send ourselves with the moon is something called the scissoring of Ooh. the moon. Hell yeah, girl. Is it not peculiar the fact that when viewed from Earth, the moon and the sun perform an elegant and most unlikely dance? At times when the sun rises at dawn as far north as it can, the moon sets as far south as it is possible. Similarly, when the sun rises at its extreme southern position, the moon sets at its most northern. The same is true of sunset and moonrise. Hardly anyone even realizes that this takes place, let alone understands just how incredible it is. There is no mathematical rule or law of physics that says this should happen. It is simply a consequence of the moon's orbit positioning, and yet as, ra as a random chance event, it seems virtually miraculous. This, well, time out. What? What? This can you repeat like this sum that up for this me? This seems what? a lot more directly a result of just like where the earth is. Like that is correct. <laughs> There's uh, not really Yeah. yeah I read this second one and I was just like 
I'm not sure if he is just like desperate for a second point or like, he truly. Like, I feel like this was. I have different... a really good first point, and the second point is not so good. <laughs> the second point is is pretty hot garbage. Um, the, the to sum it up for you, Jesse, he's saying that when the sun rises at its most northern, the moon sets at its most southern, and vice versa. And it's an it's like a perfect dance of the moon. That is and the much sun more relative that. than the total eclipse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Again, that's it's a all these are sort of relative informational things that if you only look at like this is this is the like eclipse saying is rare enough well, that you're be, like. Huh, at least for a second, but this is like the sun right. sets at a different time, like if you're a hundred miles away. And this this goes to the idea of like, well, there can't be a thing called global warming if it's snowing in Boston right now. Like that's not Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything's relative. Everything's oh, relative. God, is it snowing in Boston? Everything's right in the now, numbers though, man. Thank no, it's God. not, thank God. Right. <laughs> uh so the other things, there's a couple other things in here. Um, he says things like as far as, you know, ratios and the size of the moon and the earth is all, it's all in the numbers, man. Um, for instance, the sun is 400 times bigger than that of the moon and the moon stands at one four hundredth part of the distance between the earth and the sun. The earth is 3.66 times bigger than the moon and the, and the earth year, thanks to the presence of the moon, takes 366 days. It really does, but these are star days and not solar days. Uh, it takes 27.322 days for the moon to fully orbit the Earth. That means that 366 orbits of the moon around the Earth take an absolutely even 10,000 days. John F. Kennedy it's and all Abraham Lincoln, if you look at their birthdays. Uh, <laughs> well, that's exactly it. And we're going to get to the, the, the theory, the, the thing that we talked about a little bit ago. But there's still can, a I be, can I be really harsh? Like, my apologies. I, mean, I, I, I know I am most of the time, but can I be like, just... For anyone listening right now, I don't mean this to be offensive. This is like something you truly, if you look at this information and you truly believe this, God bless you. But you're having more fun in life than I am. When I hear this information, what I hear is someone dumping facts and figures, hoping someone who has only a base level understanding of math buys into it. Like once you start to actually work out this stuff, it's like this is nonsense. It might be but because the man you just throw out numbers and be like, who has the basic understanding of math. I mean, I, it's very true. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things that's like, I'm trying to convince people who are low information that this is real. So I'm going to dump a lot of facts and figures and numbers that don't necessarily equate to anything. But because I said it, I sound like I know. That's what, what Russia did. And I feel like, well, yeah. there's, there's more to it, man. This is the last bit of numbers I'm going to give you because man, I'm not done blowing your oh, mind. Yet. The number the number 27.322, which we just observed is the number of days it takes the moon to orbit the Earth, is highly significant, both singly and its, its multiplies in the Earth-Moon-Sun relationship. For example, the Sun is exactly 109.288 times the size of Earth, which is 4 times 27.322. Even modern measuring systems were taken into account because the circumference of the moon in, in kilometers is 10,928.8 kilometers, which is 400 times, you guessed it, 27.322. And there is that 400 again, which you may recall the is the number of times yeah. bigger the sun is than the moon. And as staggering as it may seem, the circumference of the moon is 27.322% that of the circumference of the Earth. It all boils down to a tripartite relationship between three numbers, their subdivisions, and multiples. Okay, okay. Boom! Okay, no. You can't argue no, 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 no. This is the most perfect example of cherry-picking facts. Right? Cherry 
this goes back to the idea of talking about when we were like, oh, well, we're very special because we have a moon and we're like the perfect distance from the sun for life. All that stuff. This is taking that idea and saying, oh, okay, well, because all that's so perfect, we mankind must have done it. This is like the thing where you're like, yo, did you know that in New York City, whenever ice cream sales are up, there's more murder? <laughs> right, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's a true fact, what I'm saying, right? But you're leaving right, out but the fact... There's no correlation. You're leaving out the fact that heat causes, like, like aggression. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, during the summertime, there's more murders than in the winter because people are out later... People are worked up because, yeah, there's many, many factors. Yeah. And just to cherry pick a few and then be like, here's the and theory is not fit them into the theory. Yeah, right. it's, it's insane. This guy also fully believes that science is just like religion. We blindly believe it because we've been brought up in such a way that we have. Except to, that religion right? doesn't have like, um, here's, receipts. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, there you go. Exactly. exactly. That's what exactly. I'm saying. Like, exactly. But all of this boils down to what we were talking about earlier. And that, I, I forgot to give a name to it, but I should have. Uh, the idea that it's called the anthropic principle. The anthropic principle is what states that the universe is the way it is, is because if it were any other way, we wouldn't be here. It's that idea that it, if we weren't the ones that were brought to, to life and sentience, another planet would have, because that's just how it works. The galaxy or the universe is so vast and so infinite that it was bound to happen mathematically. That's the anthropic principle. Well, can't, so I mean... That, that, that's just how it is. I'm more inclined to listen to someone tell me that the universe, the reason why mathematically all this checks out is because there was like, it, there's a grand design. Like that, I, I'm more, I'm more willing to listen to that mm -hmm. than being like, well, humanity clearly went back and did all this work and we're the ones who did it. It kind of just I, sounds I, like somebody being like, the cup is on the table because I put it there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Right. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't actually. It's only deep if you don't think about it too much. Right. It doesn't yeah. explain anything, right? There's, no, there, there's Correct. And I think there are many theories, many of them crazy, many of them awesome when it comes to paranormal and, and the study of just, like, stuff out there in, in the, the sci-fi universe. But I think that this aspect of it, of cherry-picking science, is one of the reasons why it's not taken seriously. Because anyone yeah, with a scientific background or a mathematic background looks at this information as like, this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it's it's even us who are not, we're not scientists by any stretch of the imagination. It was not hard. It was a little time consuming, but it was not hard to like dig into scientific facts and be like, all right, well, this is all super easily disproven. You can disprove it with Google alone. There's, yeah. Yeah, you really could. I mean, if you really could, if you really want to just be like, find some surface level facts that would be like, well, this is insane. Uh, it's really easy to do that because... As much as I'd love to believe that the, the moon is a generational spaceship sent here by the Plejarans, uh, or Pleiadians, you can say it either one. One of them's right, one of them's wrong, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> it's not, it's not the, it's just not, it's just not the truth. Yeah. That just isn't it. And I, I got, I am as open to believing it is, it is something as, as crazy as the alien ex exists as anybody you'll meet. But you have to give me, like, some substantial evidence or something that makes me go, Hmm, and I can't just go into Google.com like Alex said and just disprove it in like 20 minutes of reading NASA or you know sci a science magazine. There should be an open question. You know what I mean? There should be like yeah. a like like sort of like scattering of thoughts that are all based on established facts. And I and think it, I think that's the difference between science 
and the theory crafting of the the paranormal. And I was the, literally yeah. about to say this. Yes, yeah, science is <laughs> always open. The reason yes, why exactly. you can assault science and be like, well, that's not, they don't even know, is because scientists are never willing to say, we have all the answers. So right. we know why this yeah. occurred. They'll say, here's our theory. We have the evidence to back up this theory. But we'll be honest with you, we don't exactly know. Yeah, and the truth is not someone a hidden in, secret at all. Yes. Yeah, and, and the problem is that most people saying, well, we know about aliens or we know about the Holman, they're like, we have the answers. And that's the right. difference. Is They're because, not open to anything else. Right. They can have such fundamental, like, we know everything. They they can jump in on science and be like, see, they're not even telling you everything, but we know. We know. And I feel like that's yeah. If you tell a scientist they're wrong because fact, they're going to be like, oh, shit, I am. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is literally what to see. Yeah. That's what's, it's not like you're going up to scientists and they, like Jesse said, they're just like lock and key being like, no, this is the facts. They want to be proven wrong because scientists want to know the truth. They now, are thirsty for knowledge. Now, there is there have been many cases in history when scientists have been like, no, we're going to poo-poo this and we disagree. But in the end, every single time in the end, science fact disproves the like ego of, of some scientists. It's absolutely true, just like every other field, there are scientists with ego who are like, I discovered this theory, and so I'm yeah, right. Yeah, look at the dinosaur eventually comes uh, race, or whatever, like the like sort of like arms race of discovering dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People eventually will be taken down by fact. They can BS and be like, well, as a scientist, I believe this. But even in the science community, and at the end of the day, science fact wins out. It's just the way it is. Yep. And how it should be. Even in this crazy world that I love of UFOs and space, I will always err on the side of science than crazy conspiracy theories. I mean, it's just how, and it's how it should be. Like, reading this website, and this website, he has books and all kinds of things. You just can't help but look and be like, man, this guy is just desperate for his theories to just be right. And just overlooks anything that proves his theories are Shaky at best and completely wrong at worst. Yeah, it's not hashtag fake, fake news. It's hashtag, like, not a scientist. <laughs> right, right, right. It's crazy. Um, but, I mean, that's the general... I mean, we've been going for a while here, and that's kind of the general overview of of the moon and all of its hollow or holographic or, you know, future human-built theories. And there's a bunch of other theories out there, obviously. We can't right. cover them all. We'd be here for three hours. Um but that's kind of the that's kind of the hot topics I, I would call them uh, of moon. the moon yeah. itself. And my favorite my favorite one is that humans time travel to build the moon to facilitate life on Earth because that's, that's just like how a it Doctor goes Who episode. because of the numbers. Well, there is a Doctor Who episode about the moon, and it oh, is oh, that's an egg. true, that's right. And it hatches. I think it's like a space yeah. dragon. And there's also reptilians in Doctor Who now. Oh yeah, that uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Who's a great show. But um, but a great fantasy they go have show. A yeah. So so about. Have I, yeah, exactly. It's not a, you do not watch Doctor Who and take notes for your scientific conspiracy exactly. theories. That is not what you're supposed to do with Doctor Who. I know it's his doctor, but he's not an actual no. doctor. He's not real. Um, but the question is now, Jesse, have I blown your mind? I mean, my mind is blown. I'll give you that. You nailed the bell that. I, me uh, the bell shit fucked me up. The bell, yeah, yeah, that, the bell? That's, that's the one interesting fact, I think, that comes out of all of this. The bell's interesting. I'm going to go I, immediately I after more. this and listen and to this And the astronauts. Annual Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Edgar, uh, all the Edgar Mitchell, those those three saying that they believe are aliens is, is interesting astronauts to me. Astronauts talking about aliens cool. always creeps me out. 
But yeah. I also, I think, I believe that aliens exist. I just don't know yeah, the form. their effect yeah. and role on Earth. On Earth, if any. Right, right. But I, be- right. I mean, I think if we can say mathematically that we're not important and, like, things happen in the universe, we have to also say mathematically that life can exist elsewhere in the universe. Of course. So The yeah, anthropic principle, Boom. my yep. man. Yep, and that's something that you should always go back to. Yeah, we we you know? we 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 like wrote this. We like we like really like did like wrote like an academic essay in this episode. We did a good job. It was fun. It was super fun. Uh, I I love the shit, man. I could spend the the the, the late nights of just creeping myself out. That's the zone, man. Just watching weird ass vids. You got to keep your mind open. Like how I just remember like I was I was watching the second part of the reptilian interview, and I was just like, how did I get here? Like what wrong choices did I make? I to want find that myself link in by the way. Part of YouTube. A... I will get. Oh yeah, I'll get it to you. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. It's really fun to listen to. Um, but that's it. That's Hollow Moon and, and Holographic Moon and all kinds of things. It's episode three of the Chiluminati podcast. I can't believe it's only been three it feels, episodes. Yeah, it's been super it feels good. Fun. We we like this is just a great. I'm, I just love this show. So thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, the usual man, throw us a, a great review on iTunes or wherever you end up listening. Uh, we have a subreddit that's been more and more active every day that passes with great stories from people from our listeners and discussions on what they want to see on the show. So go check that out. Obviously, uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, Jesse Cox on Twitter, Facian A on Twitter as well, and Mathis Games here. Uh, as well as you can check out the actual podcast is Chiluminati Pod on Twitter as well. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks with a bit of a special episode, um, one headed by Mr. Alex himself. Oh, man, it's real dumb, one. you guys. It's crazy. Get ready. I That's perfect. Crazy and dumb is what I'm I I'm all about for. the like super specific uh, weird stories. That's my that's my zone, so we're going to do that. Dude, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back soon. We appreciate the support. See you later.